up, y'all? It's me, it's me. It's uh, ABC coming at you live from my studio here in lovely Kent, Washington. Uh, the call-in number, if you want to call in, is 563-999-3596. That's 563-999-3596. Welcome to ABC on BTR. I barely beat the clock, um, and I still don't know if this is going to come out okay, just because I had to um, adjust a whole lot of things last minute. Uh, there's a horrible echo in my microphone that seems to be gone now, but I don't know if the if the changes that I made was going to reflect in the final outcome, or whether you guys listening you still hear this horrible echo or not, but... Um, I, I'm rolling with what I'm rolling with because I literally beat the clock with like five seconds to spare before the show actually fired up. Today I wanted to talk to you because, and okay, I get it. Supreme Court, Supreme Court shows aren't really the most exciting thing in the world. Okay, I get that. But I think I, 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 I'd be remiss if I didn't talk more about this 303 creative thing because the more I look at this, the more I look at this and the more I kind of delve into it and study it and then see like all the reactions to it and the reactions that are still going on. It's bigger. I'm thinking that this is bigger than I thought. And I'm sitting down and I'm thinking about this and I'm like, I'm asking myself, Hey, why is the reaction what it is? Because you think, okay, with the whole, hang on, let me um, let me do this real quick. This is for my own comfort. With the whole Colorado cake baking thing, I think it was in Colorado, well, wherever the cake baking scandal was, where they didn't um, they didn't bake the cake for the gay couple, right? So the Supreme Court kind of passed that off. They were like, well, yeah, we'll just keep things as status quo, and we'll kind of revisit this a little later. That's what they did with the cake thing. But then it came around full circle, right? And they came, and it came around in the form of 303 Creative. And then by the time 303 Creative rolled around, the Supreme Court is like, we got to do something about this. we got to make some kind of decision. Or else it's going to keep coming around and around and around and around. So they made a decision. The decision was to absolutely strike down um, the actual their ruling struck down what Colorado was trying to do. And the left just went absolutely ballistic. And I'm wondering what, why they're going ballistic like they are. Why, why is this happening? So what I wanted to do was kind of get into this because again, you could, you can gauge a lot about the, um, what am I trying to say? You can gauge a lot on the freedom barometer, get it? You can you can tell a lot on the freedom barometer by the way the left reacts to things, by the intensity and the length, right, of how the left reacts. And it's kind of a it's an inverse correlation. So the more and the longer the left negatively reacts to something, the more beneficial it is, the more positive it is. Um, the more the left celebrates something, and the longer. Or even if it's like they'll celebrate it and then they'll move on to something else, that means it's usually bad. It's bad for freedom and liberty, right? That's, it's, it's an inverse correlation. And you can see that on the freedom and liberty spectrum, the different things that have been done and the liberal reaction to it, that inverse correlation is pretty steady. So you can actually plot data points with that reliably. 
So I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, okay, so let me do a show on this because I really want to say, I really want to say how big this was. I, I think this, the sheer magnitude of this flew over a lot of, a lot of people's heads. So what I want to do is I want to kind of give my input on this and my opinion on this and why I think going forward from this point, um, this is the foundation of a new era of freedom and prosperity once we get that rotting bag of cheese mold out of the White House. I'm going to do that in this show. And again, feel free to call in. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the numbers. I'm going to have my phone phone lines open like all shows so that you can call in whenever you whenever the hell you want to call in give your opinion on this because it's bigger than just 303 creative llc it's really it really is this is freedom and prosperity and government not telling you what to do and if you go through my show notes you're kind of you're going to kind of get that so it's it's not just 303 creative it's your life too whether you live in colorado or you live in east bumblefuck maine Right, it 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 applies to you too. That's what I'm going to do. But first, I want to talk to you. I kind of want to talk to you. I want to kind of get into a message entitled "Michael Moore is a big fat fucking coward." All right. Now, I'm going through because I I subscribe to various streaming platforms, right, and Netflix and Hulu and shit, right. Don't subscribe to YouTube, and YouTube anymore. They're a bunch of communist scum. But even when I, you know, even looking at YouTube. So a funny thing, I noticed a funny thing happened. See, I watch a lot of documentaries, right? I watch a lot, a lot of documentaries on these streaming shows. And reliably, because most of these platforms that I'm still subscribed to are pretty left-leaning, right? So, and the, document, the documentaries in the show, most of the movies they show, come from the leftists production companies from leftist perspective and we, we get this there aren't a whole lot of conservative content on these um on these platforms as it were so i'm looking through and and it is always pretty reliable that there'd be a certain movie that i watched way back in 2003 time frame 2003 2004 time frame that would pop up in my feed and I noticed that this movie would this this movie had all of a sudden just disappeared. It's gone. And you'd have to do some digging to find this movie, right? You have to do some searches and things like that. It just won't pop up in the documentary section or in your suggested um in your suggested movies feed anymore. It just doesn't happen. And I found it rather odd. And that movie, of course, is Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 9/11. And I watched this movie in the theaters when it came out. Because back then, I was a, I was I was a budding progressive. I was a liberal, but I was a budding progressive, as it were. Right? This was before I even heard of Bernie Sanders. But um, I, a lot of the things that I believe fell along the progressive, um, beginning Marxist line line of thinking. There's a lot of things that I believe were was that. So I went to see Michael Moore's movie, Fahrenheit 9-11, and came out with nothing but really good things to say about it, right? And to this day, you know, I, even though I now, looking back, seeing, being in the future now, right, from that point to now, I'm in the future from that point, 
looking back on that and looking at everything that I've learned and everything that's transpired since then, since that movie came out, you know, I got Now I have I've developed my disagreements with Michael Wayne with a lot of things, not just Fahrenheit 9/11, but a lot of the movies that he put out. But it doesn't erase the fact that that particular movie disappeared from just from any mention on any of these platforms. And as curious as that was, I didn't, as curious as that was, it wasn't as curious as the fact that Michael Moore said nothing about it. He's quiet about it. And I found this rather odd because if I was a producer of a movie, of a documentary that I considered one of my crowning, crowning achievements, right? And I'm ecstatic because it's on streaming platforms and people are watching and I get my message out and then all of a sudden it disappears. I'd be saying something. I, I'd be, I'd be ringing bells. I'd, I'd be shouting from the rooftops. I, Hey, what's going on? Why isn't my movie being played? What the hell? Right? Well, if you allow me to go off into a rabbit hole for a little bit, see my line of work and my current line of work, um, people come and, you know, the parked cars in my area, you know, my workplace. And sometimes this being Western Washington where crime is legal, um, people's cars get broken into, stuff gets stolen out of them. Sometimes a whole car disappears. So anytime that happens, somebody, the owner says something. Hey, my car window got, my car window got smashed and things are gone out of my car. You know, no, normally they want, um, they want compensation some kind of compensation or whatever, some kind of accommodation system. I get it. But the fact remains that they still they still come and they ring the alarm bells about it, right? They still come and they say, hey, I need to talk to somebody because my car got broken into and my stuff got stolen. We came across one case where that never that didn't happen. We found the car with the window broken. We don't know if stuff was taken out of it, but the owner said nothing about it. And so when we're talking... Um, I was talking to my colleagues, and I said, hey, you know, usually there's one reason why if somebody doesn't make a stink about their car's window being broken, because if nothing else, even if stuff, stuff was still intact and in the car, it's still a lot of money to get that window replaced, right? So if you don't say anything about it, there's generally one of two reasons. One, because you left, and didn't really notice the window busted until you got home, which I don't know how you don't notice that your car has a whole ass window that's gone. Or two, which is the two, which is the more likely uh, scenario is that either you did it or you know who did it. So you don't make a stink about it because you know who did it or you yourself did it. Right. Going back to Michael Moore. So his movies disappear. You can't find them anywhere. Well, you can, but you got to dig for it, right? You got to you got to do a search and sift through all the movies before you get to his. Or if you know how to do a direct, if you know the parameters to search for, you can get right to the movie. But you have to do a search. It won't come up in your um, it won't come up in a feed or anything. And if it does, if you do, if it does run in a list of documents documentaries, um, if you go into the documentaries category, it's going to be somewhere like toward the bottom where you have to scroll, 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 scroll. Well, and and I, to be fair, um, I'm not going to 
say that is the definitive reason why. I mean, I have been watching a lot of conservative um, conservative content, so maybe it could just be that it, because I've been watching so much conservative content, it kind of pushed Michael Moore's down in the algorithm. Okay, that could be a possibility too. But I found I still found it kind of strange that Michael Moore says nothing, even if that were the case, right? Even if that were the case, and I'm completely wrong about it being memory hold. Um, the fact that Michael Moore is saying nothing about this movie anymore is kind of weird to me. But then I figured it out. I figured out why. Again, if car owner doesn't say anything about his window being broken, it's usually because either a he did it or because or he or they did it. Could be a she, but either because they did it or they know somebody who did it. Same with Michael Moore. I think Michael Moore is purposely purposefully not talking about. I'm. I think he's. I'm of the thought that he hopes that this movie would go away. Now, why would Michael Moore want one of his movies to go away, especially Fahrenheit 9-11, which he considered to be one of his crowning crown jewels? That's kind of a weird thing for one of the movies I consider that you consider to be the best. Because ever since, I'm say this, and I, I'm kind of confident about this, but ever since the Democrats tried to or started trying to throw Trump in prison for election, quote-unquote, election denial or trying to overturn the results of an election, right? Well, Michael Moore, if you watch Fahrenheit 9-11, see, the Democrats are trying to, um, they're trying to criminalize questioning the results of an election under, um, under, um, um, the, the, under an insurrection act. Like, if you dare to try to change the results of an election – you are an insurrectionist. This is what they're saying. So they're going to try to prosecute you under tenets of the Insurrection Act if you de- if you um, if you question the results of an election, which is what they were they've been trying to do to Donald Trump, which is why you see him facing lawsuits in Georgia and the whole thing. Well, the whole thing in Miami was the documents, but he's got other indictments. He's got other indictments in other places. And also um, the Michigan Attorney General, who is a barking Marxist, has indicted 16 alternate electors for doing their constitutional duty. But because they consider that trying to change the results of an election or questioning the results of the election, they're trying to criminalize it. Hence, these 16 alternate elections are, electors are being prosecuted in the state of Michigan. So why is Michael Moore, so what does that have to do with Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 9-11 and why he's quiet about it? Well, it's funny because if you watch that movie, I think it's the opening sequence. And if it's not the opening sequence, it is close. It is within the first like 10 to 15 minutes of the movie. He plays a clip, a supercut of different Democrats saying that they think that they're, they want the results of the 2000 election thrown out for various reasons. And because Michael Moore, he included it in the movie because, A, the Democrats haven't tried to um, 
up to this point, the Democrats had never tried to criminalize questioning the results of an election. That's number one. And then number two, well, no, let's go with number one. So he includes, oh, yeah, number two. Um, yeah, we'll go with number two. Number two, he tried to use it to push the racism card, right? Because everybody that he featured, now he didn't play the whole, he didn't play everybody who quoted the, um, who, uh, who, quoted, who questioned the 2000 results of the 2000 election. But, um, he did play all the black ones, Celia Jackson Lee and all of them. So he has now in this movie a cut, a supercut of Democrats questioning the results of an election. And now if somebody brings this movie to the table, like in court, and says, hey, look, Your Honor, if they're trying to hang Donald Trump for questioning the results of an election, Look at Michael Moore's movie. Michael Moore's movie, within the first 15 minutes of the movie, has Democrats questioning the results of an election. Now you see why Michael Moore wants Fahrenheit 9-11 to quietly go away. is because he is scared, and this is why I say he's a big fat fucking coward. He's scared to stand up and say, you know what? Yeah, I have a copy of the Democrats questioning the results of an election, to which he can say, and he's not going to because, again, he's a big fat fucking coward. He, to which he can say, "Hey, you're wrongly prosecuting Donald Trump," or if you're going to prosecute Trump, you got to prosecute these guys too because they're doing the same thing you're accusing Trump of doing. But Don, but Michael Moore would never do that because he's a big fat fucking coward. So that's my two cents. I'm going to take a break, and then when I come back, we're going to get into 303 Creative. Um, this is mainly for recording purposes, but if you want to call in, absolutely call in. The number is area code 563-999-3596. You are listening to ABC on BTR. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new Sugar Smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on Sugar Smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. 
that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big just to rub up. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a the triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack too. Ten Pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo, I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. An extra thick, it's my pick. Filling of cream, dessert time, tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, and you, a truly different cream sandwich. Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. 
The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For you yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of New Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives <coughs> wicked.
get this down real quick. So when we last, I told you, uh, went through the whole Michael Moore thing. Now we're going to get into the whole 303 creative thing. Because again, I think that this is bigger than we, I think this is bigger than what we realize, right? Oh, let me adjust, let me adjust my little pop shields. Now, before I get into that, I, you know, I got to talk about this because, and it's, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, so don't worry. But I, when I woke up and I looked at my feed and I saw this, and let's see, yeah, so I saw this article and I'm like, isn't that just like the left to, to, to lie about things that are going on now? And on the face, I was just like, huh? And then I thought about him like, oh, so Associated Press ran and ran an article today. Well, yesterday, actually, last night. And it says the consumer demand for speed and convenience drives labor unwork, unrest among workers in Hollywood and at UPS. Wait, y'all blaming us for the fact that you guys want more and that your employer's you're you're dissatisfied with what your employers are giving you, but you guys are blaming us. You're blaming consumers, like really the people who actually put the money in your pockets. You're blaming us for the fact that you guys have to strike. What it is, what whatever. Um, New York AP six straight six straight days of twelve hour driving, single digit paychecks, the complaints come in. Uh, the complaints come from workers in vastly different industries, UPS delivery drivers and Hollywood actors and writers. But they point to an underlying factor. I'm reading from the article. But they point to an underlying factor driving a surge in labor unrest. The cost to workers whose jobs have changed drastically as companies scramble to meet consumer expectations for speed and convenience in industries transformed by technology. Now, again, you can't blame that on us. Why? Because in an ever-changing, even if we said that, hey, timeliness and what that's it's not a factor, it's just getting our stuff unharmed to us. Even if we don't even if we don't have to have it like later today after we after we ordered it, right? Even if we did remember it is the whole essence of snail mail. We order something and then two weeks later it comes, right? We were okay with that. But as technology evolved because that's what things do. Things evolve. It's not the fact that, well, yeah, consumer expectations evolve with it. However, most consumers would be okay with getting things in a little bit, which is why Amazon, if people, there are just people who don't put down the coin for Amazon Prime, so they have it free the next day. They don't have to. They don't feel like they need to. So you can't blame consumers as a whole for the fact that you're not getting what you think you deserve. Now, coming, coming down the pike, maybe in, a lot of, maybe in a couple of weeks, I don't know. We'll see how the whole Vegas thing shakes out, which I'm going to talk about that in the next show. But I'm going to talk about how to value, how to value labor because – these people, and it's really with this new generation of workers. I don't understand it. Well, no, I do understand it. It's because the public education system is so crappy they didn't teach this. But there's a way to figure out how to value your labor. 
And nobody, it just seems like nobody knows how to do this, which is why the strike is going on. And especially now with the writers and the actors now, because they've allowed AI to come in and do work for them because they didn't want to do as much work. It's my opinion. Be quiet. Then the labor, then the value of their labor has been decreased. It's been, their labor has been devalued because of AI. It's the same thing with, um, well, no, you can't. When these trucks go to, and it's going to happen because of, it's because of something I'm going to talk about later in the show. We'll talk about this and I'm going to get on to the subject. But when these, not if, when these trucks go to self-driving electric, programmable internet-based driving and GPS-based driving, these UPS workers that are con- complaining about single-digit paychecks are really going to be hurting because they're going to be out of a job because they've allowed technology to basically push them out of what they're doing. Anyway, so they think they want to blame us now? Just wait. Just wait. 303 Creative. So three, the 303 Creative thing, and it was a decision that was handed down, 303 Creative versus Alanis, came out of Colorado. And what the Supreme... No, let me not paraphrase. Let's go right to the text. Because the text of... You need to understand the text of the decision to understand why I'm going to say about the reaction to the decision what I'm about to say. So let's go into page six. Because page six... I think it was Justice Gorsuch, right? That, or was it Chief Justice Roberts? Uh, it was one of the two. Let me let me head to page six real quick. Uh, page six, the syllabus. Gorsuch delivered the opinion. So it was Gorsuch that delivered the opinion of the court in which Roberts, Thomas, Chief Justice, and Thomas Alito Kavanaugh and Junior Justice Barrett joined, right? Sotomayor filed the dissenting opinion. I'll get into that. With, and the reason why I'm going to get into Sonia Sotomayor's decision is because Sonia Sotomayor's um, dissent is what's driving the narrative about is what's driving the narrative over the reaction. The reaction is purely because of what Sonia Sotomayor is saying. So what the media said, what the media is going off of is, you'll see. But uh, Justice Gorsuch delivered the opinion. Now. Um, 303 Creative, let's get into this. 303 Creative et al. Petitioners, Aubrey Alanis et al. On the right is a a certiorari. I can never say that word. I'm not even going to try. To the United States Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. Justice Gorsuch delivered the opinion of the court. Like many states, Colorado has a law forbidding businesses from engaging in discrimination when they sell goods and services to the public. Laws along these lines have done much to secure the civil rights of all Americans, but in this particular case, the Colorado does not just seek to uh, ensure the sales of goods or services on equal terms. It seeks to use its law to compel an individual to create speech she does not believe. Now, to pull this back a little bit, I said in the first show that I did addressing 303 Creative, you can go back and listen to it, that, again, just like I'm going to say in this show, it has nothing to do with LGBTQ. What Colorado did was, and I'm going to bring up the law in a minute, um, what Colorado did was they made this law that says you can't discriminate against these things, these protected, these protected c- 
categories, which in an, on its face is fine. But then when you, again, what they did was very, was very deceptive in how they did it because they left something out. And because they left something out is the reason why it got destroyed in the Supreme Court. So, again, what Justice Gorsuch is saying here is that, hey, what Colorado did was try to compel somebody, and I'm going to go to the proof in a little bit. They tried to compel somebody to do something on which she does. They tried to get her to do something she doesn't believe in. They tried to do something that she considers sacrilegious, all right? So on to the next. So it seeks to, continuing, it seeks to use this law to compel an individual to create speech she does not believe. The question we face is whether that, co- that course violates the free speech clause of the First Amendment. Through her business, 303 Creative LLC, Lori Smith offers website and graphic design, marketing advice, and social media management services. Recently, she decided to expand her offerings to include services for couples seeking websites for their weddings. As she envisions it, her websites will provide couples with text, graphic arts, and videos to celebrate and convey the details of the unique love story. Uh, His websites will discuss how the couples met, explain their backgrounds, families, future plans, and provide information about their upcoming wedding. All of the text and graphics on these websites will be original, customized, and tailored creations. That's very important because, again, the difference and where Colorado went wrong was the fact that they tried to say that she, because she's a public-facing business, that she has to subscribe to what to what they dictated. But the thing is, when that's fine if you're selling stuff that isn't really original that's already been established. If something is coming out of your creativity, hence trademarking and copywriting, you can't copywriting and copyrighted and trademark copyrightable and trademarkable things that come out of your imagination aren't subject to those laws. Why? Because the First Amendment protects those things. But keep going. The websites will be expressive in nature, designed to communicate a particular message. Viewers will know that know too that the websites are Miss Miss original artwork, hence copyrightable, trademarkable. Um, or copyrightable. The trademarking is some completely different. Uh, viewers will know too that the websites are Mrs. Smith's original work for the name of the company, which she owns and operates by herself, uh, will be displayed on everyone. So she's going to brand it with her trademarked brand, 303 Creative LLC. It's trademark. Also, since the website will be her own original ideas, therefore it's going to be copyrighted. And copyrighted information is protected under the free speech clause of the First Amendment. Um, So, again, we're going to show you where Colorado goes wrong in a minute. Uh, Let's see. Let's move down. Um, To clarify, oh, let's see. While Mrs. Smith, I'm going down a little bit. Well, yeah, no. While Mrs. Smith lays the groundwork for her new venture, she she has yet to carry out her plans. So, she established 303, but she hasn't really gotten into like actually making stuff. She's just like, she put her business out there, she advertised it, and she's waiting for some customers to come in. This is what to say. She wore, uh, Mrs. Smith laid the groundwork for her new venture. She has yet to carry out her plans. She worries that if she does so, Colorado will force her to express views to which she disagrees because, again, she's a Christian, right? She's a Christian, and 
she doesn't she doesn't agree with gay marriage for biblical reasons. It's going to become important in a minute. Mrs. Smith provides her website and graphic services to customers regardless of their race, creed, sexual orientation. And it even says here she provides her website and graphic services to customers, right? Regardless, she doesn't discriminate against everybody. It says it right here. Mrs. Smith comes in and says, look, I'm not trying to discriminate against anybody. If a gay couple wants to come in and say and have a website done for, I don't know, their business or something like that, cool, no problem. If they want to, if they want to come in and say, uh, my nephew's graduating school, or, or cool, right? But what, what they came in and said was, hey, we want you to create a website to celebrate our wedding. And that, to a Christian, is sacrilegious. Real Christians, not those, not those Lutheran people. But real, Chris, real Bible-believing Christians, that's sacrilegious to them. And it's protected, anything religious, under the first, it says so in the First Amendment, right? So what had happened was, and to, clar- to clarify her rights going down, going down, so Mrs. Smith acknowledges that her views about marriage may not be popular in all quarters, but she asserts the First Amendment's free speech clause protects her from being compelled to speak what she does not believe. If you read the First Amendment, that's exactly what that says. Um, the Constitution, she insists, protects her right to, dif- to protects her right to differ. Again, read the Constitution. That's exactly what it says. To clarify her rights, Mrs. Smith filed a lawsuit in federal district court. In that suit, she sought to, an injunction to prevent the state from forcing her to create websites celebrating marriages that defy her beliefs. Again, to any constitutionalist, even the budding brand new constitutionalist, this is this is self evident, right? It's self evident. It needs no explaining. It's common. It's common sense. You can't come in and tell somebody how what to believe, what to religiously believe, and you can't come in and tell somebody which uh, who who holds certain religious convictions to put their name on anything that defies their com- their um, religious convictions. You just can't do it. Yet Colorado, let's go to this law. Let's go to this law. Um, this Colorado law. Hang on. Um, it's right. Hold on. Uh, okay, let me get to the page, and this is it. Now, public accommodation, CRS, subsection 24-34-601. This is Colorado. Place of accommodation, place of public accommodation means any place of business engaged in any sales to the public and any place offering services, facilities, privileges, and advantage of, of accommodations to the public. It is a discriminatory practice, discriminatory practice and unlawful for a person to directly or indirectly to, and this is in the show notes, by the way, uh, refuse, withhold from, deny to an individual or group full and equal enjoyment of the goods, services, facilities, and privileges, advantages, or accommodations of a place of accommodation. That's fine. That's in line with the anti. Um, that's that's in line with the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That's cool. Um, but this next part is the problem. And it says, because of disability, race, creed, color, sex, sexual orientation, including transgender status, marital status, national origin, or ancestry. I put that in the show notes. And I put that in the show notes because they are missing 
one very important word, which is why the um which is why they got crushed in the Supreme Court. And that word is religion. They they left out religion. Now whether they they erroneously did it because they're stupid or they purposefully did it to skirt the issue and try to force Christians to do things that normally they to force Christians to do things for L, the LBG and transgender community that normally the government couldn't compel them to do. Whatever the case is, they left out religion in this. And that's why they got that's why they got crushed because both in the Constitution and the First Amendment and in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, both mention religion and they didn't. So this is why Colorado got crushed in the Supreme Court. Now, you heard, I just read from um, Justice Gorsuch's opinion. You can read that to yourself. I linked to, I think I linked to it in my, if I didn't, I'm going to have to link to it after the show. But um, you can read, you can actually read the text that I'm reading from of the, um, and it's on supremecourt.gov. Uh, opinions 22F uh, PDF 21-476 SC185.PDF I'll link to it after the show and I'll link to it probably on my on my Facebook and uh, Facebook so read this opinion because again nowhere in Justice Gorsuch's op- opinion she she talks about Mrs. Smith talks about her um she talks about, they talk about the Colorado law he talks about them compelling her to do something um, that she doesn't really endorse. He talks about all of that. One thing he, he doesn't mention, he doesn't mention anywhere in this, and I'm looking at this, he doesn't mention anywhere, and if I control F this, right? Hit control F and say LGBTQ, you don't find LGBT, you don't find a mention of LGBTP, LGBTP. You don't find a mention of the alphabet people until Sonia Sotomayor starts talking. So where in the hell does the, let's talk about Sonia Sotomayor real quick. Because Sonia Sotomayor dissent in her dissent, she actually starts off let's see, Sotomayor dissenting, let's let's scrub back up to the top. Hold on. I'm scroll I'm trying to scroll through this. Pages and pages of let's see. Uh oh. I locked up. Okay. Uh, there we go. Okay. Um, opinion of the court. Sorry, you got to excuse me. I'm I'm trying to sift through pages of Sotomayor BS to get this. So Justice Sotomayor, with with which whom Justice Kagan and Justice Jackson join, are dissenting. Here's here's Sotomayor, Sonia Sotomayor. Five years ago, the, record, the court recognized the general rule that religious and philosophical, philosophical objections to gay marriage. Now, they, now remember, Gorsuch didn't say anything about gay marriage, nothing. And if you go to the PDF and you control F and you even, let's see, I put in LGBTQ. Let's put in gay marriage. Gay marriage. Um, yeah, the first mention of gay marriage doesn't happen until Sotomayor's dissent. So again, there's nothing in the court opinion that was that the court majority opinion that mentions gay marriage or LGBTQ people. Yet here's Sonia Sotomayor saying saying that religious and philosophical objections to gay marriage 
Um, do not allow business owners and actors in the economy and society to deny protected persons equal access to goods or services under a neutral and generally applicable public accommodation law. Nobody said anything about gay marriage but you, Sonia. Nobody. And then the other two liberals joined in on this saying, oh, yeah, it's about gay marriage. No, it's not. It's about Colorado trying to force people, use the power of their law and their government to force people to sign their name and sign their trademark to something that to which they do not religiously ascribe. Yet, here's now here's the media. See, the media took this and they didn't. I don't think they read Gorsuch's thing. I think they just went straight to Sonia Sotomayor's dissent because they hated the decision anyway, and they just wanted to see what um, they hated the decision anyway, and they wanted to see what the dissenters had to say, and then they just picked it up and ran with it. Because again, I only pulled a couple of examples from the many that were out there. But here's Slate Magazine, the easy miss, easy to miss twist that makes the Supreme Court's gay marriage rights case. It has nothing to do with gay marriage rights. Yes, you're Slate. <laughs> about gay marriage. That's Slate. Like, for real. And then, then again, it's Slate. I don't expect anything else. And then here is, um, oh, uh, yeah, Bill, uh, Harvard Law. This is Harvard. This is Harvard University, right? Now, they got spanked in their own case. But here's this. Uh, who is this written by? Michael Ulrich. At Harvard University, 303 Creative, Transgender Rights, and the Ongoing... Co- transgender Rights? Like, did did um, did Justice Gorsuch say anything about transgender rights? No, I don't think so. Yet and still, here's this freak from Harvard University saying, <laughs> this is about transgender rights. <laughs> like, where do you get... Where do you people get this from? Like, I, I literally don't get it. But I'd be remiss. I have to take a step back for a second. Let me tell you what this is about, right? Because, again, I can pull example after example after example. ABC News did it. NBC News did it. Of course, MSNBC and Joy Reid had to throw their, throw their weight behind it, right? Oh, it's about gay rights. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with gay rights. And if you had bothered to read the opinion, you would know that it had nothing to do with gay rights. But I'm going to tell you what this is about, right? Because, again, actually, before I even do that, let's say, let's go into the Let's go back into my show notes. Because not only do they want to want you to think that this is about the gay rights, which is absolutely not if you read the text if you read the text of the opinion, it has nothing to do with gay rights. In fact, Sonia Sotomayor made it about gay rights when it was anything but, right? But now this now the media is saying that certain aspects of the case have been simplified. Here's the Guardian, right? Through the left of Mao Zedong. And it says, key document may be fake in the LBGTQ plus rights case before the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, first of all, again, it's not about LGBTQ plus. But now it says the veracity of a key document in a major LGBTQ rights case before the U.S. Supreme Court has come under question, raising the possibility that important evidence cited in it might be wrong or even falsified. The Supreme Court is expected to issue a ruling on Friday. This was, this was the... Was it Thursday or some, uh, or maybe it was a Wednesday before the the thing came down? But it's, but this is before it came down. Uh, the Supreme Court expected to issue a ruling Friday. Three hundred three is 
LLC versus Alanis, which deals with a challenge to a Colorado law protecting public serving businesses from discriminating against gay people. Again, they're just reading what Sonia Sotomayor says and not reading what Justice Gorsuch said, because Justice Gorsuch said it had nothing to do with gay people. He didn't even mention gay people. Not anywhere in the um not anywhere in the opinion does does anybody mention gay people or LGBTQ or trans. So I need to throw to my or pulled it out of her ass in the um in the dissent. And so here's Guardian since Sonia Sotomayor pulled it out of her ass, here they are swallowing it, right? They call it ATM, but you know what I mean. Uh, 2016, she says, a gay man named Stewart requested services for help with his upcoming wedding. We are getting married early next year and would love some design work done for our, in, for our invites, place names, etc. We might also stretch to a website, reads a message he apparently sent her to her website. In the court filings, her lawyers produced a copy of the inquiry. But Stewart, who requested his last name be withheld for privacy, said in an injury with The Guardian that he never sent the message, even though it correctly lists his email address and phone number. He had also been happily married to a woman for the last 15 years. This news was first reported by the New Republic. Again, New Republic, uh, to the left of Lenny. That's one thing they want you to think, like, for real. The other thing is, um, well, I want you to... They want you to think that the case sent that part of it, they think that part of it was made up, then the entire case is made up and the entire case is invalid. Here's Salon. Again, even to the, let's see, there's like Mao Zedong, there's, there's Lenin, there's Stalin. I'm going to like, I'm going on the spectrum of left. So there's Mao, there's Mao Zedong. And then to the left of that is Lenin, to the left of that is Stalin, to the left of that is probably Paul Pot, to the left of that is the Guardian, to the left of that is Salon, right? So again, oh, Amanda Marcotte. Now, before I get into this, right, and I'm gonna take a break in a little bit. Before I get into this, let me tell you about this sack of shaved monkey nuts named Amanda Marcotte. Amanda Marcotte and I got into it over on uh, what used to be Twitter. It's X now. Madam, Amanda Marcotte and I got into it because. Amanda Marcotte posted something. She tweeted something that was so absurd, so profoundly retarded in scope that I had to say something. Normally, I don't give these leftists in a time of day. I read it. I laugh at it. I move on. But she said something that was so retarded, so profoundly stupid that I just had to quote, I had to call her on it. And instead of like, trying to hold a healthy discussion or explain her point of view. She got everybody on, she got everybody that she, well, not everybody, but got most people who would reply, including man boobs, that fat piece of sh- They got, she got man, and they all tried to come to my page and litter it with their BS instead of, um, instead of actually engaging me on the content of which we are, which we're arguing. Amanda Marcotte is a, is a feminist chef. Spit it out, Ramsey. She's a feminist monkey nuts, and I don't give her any um, I don't give her any credibility whatsoever. Neither should you. But here she is, and she's again writing for Salon. Salon is the same from the same is the same outlet that hires that other sack of shaved monkey nuts named Chauncey De Vega, which I'll probably say something about him in a future show, but. Again, back to Amanda Marcotte, right? She, 
let's let's just go on what she says. Usually I don't give her, but this is so again so profoundly stupid. For a brief moment this summer, after the Supreme Court declined to overthrow democracy and invite Donald, that you know what? No, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this because she said that the Supreme Court declined to overthrow de- democracy and Trump to steal the 2024 election. Like what? What side is what side is she on? First of all, second of all, she's throwing around un- unverified, unverified. She's throwing around unverified, quote unquote, facts. But this is uh, to be expected of Amanda Marcotte. She's pissed off about. She's so pissed off about the Roe v. Wade thing because she brings that up. As the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, uh, voters started to wake up to the fact that the well-funded, a well-funded right-wing movement led by the Federalist Society, which is dumb because it wasn't even the Federalist Society that brought the case, uh, that brought the 303 Creative case. It was the Alliance Defending Freedom. <laughs> so you see, you see where she's just dumb. And then she says, added to the pie were well-publicized stories highlighting the corruption of justices like Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. Now, what she's referring to is the fact that ProPublica, who is to the left of even Salon, Right on the scale of leftism, ProPublica put out this article that says, "Oh, hey, look, Clarence Thomas took a trip with this billionaire. Oh, look, Neil, uh, Samuel Alito went fishing with this billionaire." Now they didn't say that any money was given to any of these people because it, it wasn't. What they said was, "Oh, well, because they took a trip with them, it may have been improper. It could have been, may not have been." And then here's, here's um. Again, feminist sack of shaved monkey nuts named Amanda Mark saying that well because um because these stories came out that proves corruption of Claire Thomas and Samuel Alito. You see how dumb this woman is? And I shouldn't have really I really shouldn't have answered her, but again what she said what she tweeted was so profoundly stupid I had to. But this is what and she believes that because the of uh, the court case the 303 case was falsified that she believes now that the whole case is um that the whole case is bunk and i'm gonna tell you why her opinion is really retarded when i come back from this break so you're listening to abc on btr i'll be back hey let's take a minute and meet clark or a superman chief believe me you're in for a treat just as soon as jimmy gets back here Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well... I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. 
He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell Mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out, I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco, that's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big tootsie roll pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have tootsie roll pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say tootsie roll pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten Pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't 
it. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you. And A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. It's Swiss Cream Sandwich. And you Swiss Cream Sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the secret squadron. We secret squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tank. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, 
so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. So when we when we left, right? When I broke, I was reading an article from the again from a clown named Amanda Marcotte that feminist psychos shave monkey nuts. Well, let's jump to the bottom because the whole article is like pretty retarded. But let's jump to the bottom because the bottom that really made me step back and just kind of laugh at her because again, breathtaking in its stupidity. So let's go down and it says. And again, I link to this in my show notes. So give Amanda Marcotte some clicks because, or not, you know, it's up to you. But you have to see this. And it says on Friday, it's at the end of the article. It says on Friday, the court doubled down on its attacks on equal education by ruling against President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program. And just as a, as an aside, that student loan forgiveness program, again, you had to rule against that because there is no way a president can set up uh, um, any kind of loan forgiveness program without the approval of Congress. It's there in the Constitution, the separation of powers. So the fact that she's bemoaning this is, again, it just shows her breathtaking stupidity. So she has no idea of how this works. You, a president just can wave and say, okay, student loan forgiveness, because that has to go through Congress, and Congress has to um, Congress has to propose a law that has to be signed by the president and blessed off by the Supreme Court that tells the F, um, not the FDIC, but um, that tells the federal company that oversees the banks that, okay, this is legal for you to forgive these student loans, because again, Congress has the power of the purse. Congress is there in the Constitution, but Amanda Marcotte never read the Constitution because she's dumb. She can't read. She can't even write. I mean, this is sophomoric. But it says, keep going. As Justice Elena Kagan wrote in her dissent, the court today exceeds its proper limited role in our nation's governance by simply ignoring a law passed by Congress because conservatives don't like it. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter what it, it doesn't it doesn't because Congress uh, the Supreme Court does have a pretty limited role. They don't write laws, they don't pass laws, they don't they don't put their stamp on laws to enact them. All they do is interpret the laws in order and and they um, they they compare the laws against the Constitution to make sure the Constitution will uphold it. If the Constitution can't uphold that law, then it's up to the Supreme Court to get rid of it. This is why the Supreme Court isn't like other courts. Joe Biden, when he says um, this court's different or this court, it's not a normal court. Of course it's not a normal court because they don't hear civil and criminal cases like a normal court does. This court is own, This court has one job. Like you, heard the, you heard the expression, well, you have one job or you had one job. This court, the Supreme Court has one job. 
interpret laws according to the Constitution. That's it. That's why there are so many justices, because one justice cannot cannot adequately measure a law against the Constitution by himself because he only has one opinion. That's why the original court had, I think, five members or something like that, is because everybody has a different take on it. And if they and if they can put in everybody's take and then agree on it, then that that law would either hold up, it would be held upheld, or it will be tossed. The reason why Supreme Court has justices, right? Amanda Marcotte doesn't get that, but keep going um, at the bottom. But for the case that most exquisitely illustrates the illegitimacy of the current iteration of the Supreme Court, we should turn to 303 Creative LLC versus Alanis. This case is a straight-up fraud from every angle and has no business even being before the Supreme Court. To begin with, it's a redux of the 2018 case, Masterpiece Case Shop versus Colorado, which addressed a baker who violated Colorado's ban on anti-LGBTQ discrimination by refusing to bake a cake for a same-sex wedding. The case was brought by the Alliance Defending Freedom, a right-wing group demanding Christians have the privilege opt out of anti-discrimination laws, anti-discrimination laws, ADF losses case. That should have been the end of it, but ADF wanted another bite at the apple, not because any facts or laws had changed, but because the makeup of the court had due to Donald Trump getting two more nominees, Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, on the bench. Now, again, breathtaking in his stupidity. Because, well, let's tackle this. Uh, I have no words for this. This Amanda Marcotte is dumb. She's dumb. She's the, she's one of the dumbest people that ever graced, graced this planet. Now, let's go back. It says this case is a straight up fraud from every angle and had no business even being before the Supreme Court. That line. So, Amanda, let me educate your stupid ass. All right, let me let me fucking educate you now. It doesn't matter if you think that this case is a fraud and shouldn't have been before the court because the premise that you're basing it off of is false. Doesn't matter if the case it doesn't matter if the people actually existed or not. And now you can ask you can ask yourself, you can literally ask yourself, well, if the dude in the art if the dude in the case who I guess wanted to marry this other guy if he's the one that said, well, we never we never wanted them to make a website for a gay wedding, yet they still had this guy's correct email and name and address, like, how does that comport? Okay, you still have the correct email, you still have the correct name of the bride and the groom, yet you didn't ask these people to make you a website for your wedding, yet they still had your information? Like, how does that comport, right? But even even removing all of that, even if this, let's say this guy doesn't even exist at all. Let's just say that she made this up out of, made this up out of whole cloth, right? Even if she just completely made this person up, it doesn't matter. It would still be in front of the court. Why? Because it's not the fact, they're not arguing, the case isn't over the fact of whether the guy is real or not. The, the basis of the case is, can Colorado impose a law that forces a person to, um, sign their name to something or sign yeah, sign their name or sign their business to something to which they do not religiously ascribe? The answer is no. And the answer was held up by the Supreme Court. So Amanda, whether you while you are focusing on whether this guy existed or not existed or whether he's LGBTQ or not, you're focusing on the wrong thing. 
It's not the fact that whether he exists or not, or whether the um, whether the facts, the facts or lack thereof of this case, are really are really a thing. It is that the Colorado fact, Colorado passed a law that excluded excluded religion as a protected class, therefore allowing people to use religion as a cudgel to get them to do things that they wouldn't ascribe to, which is why um, the case, the 2018 case, Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado, also has to get tossed now because, um, and that's retroactive, it has to get tossed now because the three, three creative case covers the same thing. It's Colorado's unconstitutional law. You miss that. You miss that because you're dumb. Now, you say that the case was brought. You say the case about Masterpiece Cake Shop was brought by Alliance Defending Freedom and a right-wing group demanding that Christians have the privilege to opt out. It's not a privilege. It's actually a right. Christians have the right to opt out of, and it's not opting out of anti-discrimination laws. Stupid, because if a Christian, if a Christian ran a bookshop, right? Let's say a Christian ran a bookshop, and they sell. All kinds of books, not just Bibles and stuff, but they sell children's books and, you know, things from Dr. Seuss and they sell cookbooks and things like that, right? A gay couple walks in and buys a book. They, a Christian cannot, they will not anyway, but they cannot turn that person away just on the, on the basis that they're gay. Why? Because are not their, the books are not theirs. It's not their creative property. It's other creative people's creative property that they're tasked with selling. So since that's the case, they can you're right, they cannot um they cannot nor will they discriminate against anybody that walks into their store. But if a Christian now is writing books and a gay couple wants this Christian to write a book about the beauty of gay marriage, you cannot force that Christian to do that because then you're forcing the Christian to subscribe to sign their name to something that they do not re- that they find sacrilegious and the government cannot do that because of first amendment and this is why those cases held up like that but you're too stupid to realize this amanda you're dumb you you just can't do this you you can't you can't process this level of and this is really i'm no lawyer i'm not, I've, I've never taken a bar i've never taken a law class but even i understand this so if even i understand this having no law experience whatsoever and you miss this, that means you're like five points dumber than I am. Like, I don't No, I do get this because you're Amanda Marcotte. Anyway, let me get off that. Um, you say that should have been the end of it. ADF wanted another bite at the apple, not because any facts or laws had changed, but because the makeup of the court had. Due to Donald Trump getting two more nominees, Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett. Actually, he got three nominees which includes the person who actually wrote the opinion about 303 Creative was Justice Gorsuch. So again, <laughs> this is Amanda Marcotte. They wanted another bite at the apple. Yeah, not be- and it wasn't because of makeup of the court had changed. It's because another case had been brought. You see, it's not that <laughs> an unconstitutional law is always going to get challenged. Now, whether it gets thrown, even if it gets thrown out the first time around, something else is going to happen. And and if it wasn't this 303 creative, it would have been something else. It would have been something else. And not because the court make of the court has changed, it's because the law didn't change. And this is why all these cases are being brought. Because the law didn't change. 
If Colorado had changed the law before 303 Creative happened, 303 Creative would have never happened. But see, Amanda Marcotte can't process this mentally just because she's just dumb. So that's it. Um, but I was going to tell you what, what I thought, where I thought this came from. And again, this is something I've been saying throughout my shows. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a final break. And when I come back, um, I'm going to tell you exactly why. If you're reading my show notes, you know why. But I'm going to take a final break. And then when I come back, I'm going to prove to you that this, it really, this is bigger than 303 Creative. This, is, this actually affects everyone out there, everyone listening to this, and everyone that they know, and then everyone that they know. And going on to six and seven, eight degrees of separation, it affects everybody in the country, not just 303 Creative, not just the cake shop, not just the state of Colorado. It's everybody in this country, from Florida to Washington, from Los Angeles all the way up to East Bumblefuck, Maine. It it affects everybody. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break, and then when I come back, I'm going to tell you what the Democrats are really up to with this, and how we can fight this going forward. Uh, you're listening to ABC on BTR. Whoa, what's going on here? Hey, producer. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. Or a Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. Matt's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new Sugar Smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on Sugar Smacks. Right. Folks. Don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. 
More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big tootsie roll pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have tootsie roll pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say tootsie roll pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten Pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo, I've got a swift cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, and you, a truly different cream sandwich. Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light they melt in your mouth. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, and you, Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. 
treat instead of a treatment. That's all gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the secret squadron. We secret squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. Before, before the last break, I was like, hey, producer, you know, as if I'm not the producer. Missing my own commercial breaks, right? Problem is I can't fire the producer or else there wouldn't be any show. So I got to live with the producer I got. It is what it is anyway. So before before the break, I was going to say what, um, at the other end of this break, which we are now, I was going to say what, where this came from. 
what's going on here because it's bigger again it's bigger than 303 creative this is everybody lottie dotty 350 million plus people in the united states it affects but look at my show notes because my final line in the show notes from cars to appliances to your very own neighborhood democrats have been trying to ramp up efforts to dictate your lives and it's absolutely true and i link to the examples cars so here's here's what says money 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 Inc., what is the money.com? And money.com says seven states now plan, now plan to ban gas powered car sales. They're banning gas powered cars. Can't buy any more of them after 2035. What's happening? Well, let's go to the bullet points. California was the first state to adopt the advanced clean cars to a rule, which Maryland has now embraced. California's plans to specify that 35% of new car sales will need to be zero emission vehicles by 2026, with that number rising to 68% in 2030. After our story initially published, a spokesperson for the Maryland governor told Money that the state is adopting similar non-term target, near-term targets. Although the planned bans are in coastal states, all of the planned bans are in coastal states. In addition to California and Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, uh, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, and Washington have made the commitment to stop allowing sales of new gas-powered vehicles after 2035. So, California, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, and Washington. What do all of those states have in common? Hmm. Me thinks that they are all Democrat-controlled, right? All of them. Lottie and all seven of them. So the Democrats, again, in these states are planning to control the cars that you buy. They want you to buy their electric vehicles. Now, I, I kind of want to ask this because, again, let's think of the scenario here, right? Now, let's say this, like, literally takes off. Now, I know Florida's never going to do it. Texas is never going to do it, and that's great. Alabama's never going to do it. This is great. Why? Why is, why is it great that these particular states aren't going to this whole clean energy windmill farm whole thing whole thing right now let's say florida let's say florida loses the mind and decides to go to um like electric windmills and stuff for climate change right quote, quote unquote climate change how will those windmills stand up to those hurricanes now remember the faster a windmill spins the more energy it's going to generate so you have these hurricanes coming through with 85 plus mile per hour winds. Think of how fast those things are going to, how fast those things are going to spin, and overload the electric system, practically frying it. Right, you let, your entire electric grid in the state of Florida is fried. Same thing in Texas and Alabama and all of Tornado Alley. Now the windmills that don't that the tornadoes don't pick up and carry away, the the turbines are going to be. I mean the Blades are going to be spinning so fast that it's going to pretty much fry the entire electric grid of the state. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? Not to mention the fact that the windmills that were in Texas didn't survive that one deep freeze a couple of years ago. They didn't survive it. Like, the electricity was literally nil because the ice had frozen the windmills in place. And they had to rely on the backup system, which wasn't really adequate to supply the needs of... Um, of the areas that they served, which is why a lot of people froze to death in Texas because they couldn't gen 
there wasn't enough electricity being generated to heat all of the homes that needed to be heated, and a lot of people froze to death. Now, they tried to run damage control saying, it wasn't because of the windmill. Yes, it was absolutely because the windmills froze, what, why there were blackouts and stuff happening in Texas where people couldn't use the heaters to heat themselves and froze to death. The same thing is going on in California where people are buying so many electric vehicles and electric this and electric that, that there are now brownouts in California and California has to now ration energy and electricity, especially during these, the dog days of summer where it's like really hot. And speaking of it being really hot, they're saying, oh, it's the hottest, it's the hottest, um, who was it, Ilhan Omar, I think that said it's the hottest um, summer in 120,000 years when they weren't even, they weren't tracking heat much before like the 1600s <laughs> when the first, um, when the first thermometer was supposedly invented. So how they know what happened 120,000 years ago, the temperature, I don't know. But regardless we're in summer and everybody knows that in the United States because of the uh because of the latitude band that the United States sits between it gets hot in the summer and cold in the winter and nowhere is that more evident than Vegas and Phoenix it's hot every summer yet they think that because Phoenix hits 120 degrees in the summertime somehow that that's climate change when every year Around this time, Phoenix hits 120, 125, 127 degrees. Personal story: I went and I um, I went to visit my cousin Michael. He lived in Phoenix before he died, and that weekend that I was there, it was the hottest day was 127, almost 128, and it was like 115, 118 in the shade, and that was back in the 90s, like before this real cold climate. Now they were talking about things like hole in the ozone there, blah, blah, blah. But this was before anything called global warming or global boiling, right? This is a new dumb, dumbass term. Might tackle that later too, but still. So they're doing this to cars. They're doing this to appliances. You don't believe me? New York post, uh, Biden administration weighs nationwide ban on gas stoves. They're banning gas stoves. Why? Climate change, fossil fuels, how long have how long have gas stoves been around and the climate the weather is still what it is like the climate is still what it is we go through spells of cold and spells of heat and it has nothing to do with natural gas and if it does have something to do with natural gas you need to have a talk with southern california because southern california a lot of their public transportation their buses run on natural gas they sell they sold cars on the civics that run on natural gas. So what the hell, people, right? Yeah, here it is. Uh, Biden administration's planning ways nationwide ban on gas stoves. You know how this is going to affect things like the restaurant industry, and even you because like you're so you, you cook on natural gas. Electricity is it's all right, but you don't cook on electricity like you cook on natural gas because it's very it's unreliable. The heat. The heat generated from it is unreliable. So there's that. And then if that's not enough, right? Um, State of Washington already did this up in Seattle, up in the Seattle area. They 
expand single-family resident zoning. Now, again, I'm not going to spend too much time in the weeds on this, but suffice it to say that the suburbs of Seattle, the Seattle suburbs where there are a lot of single-family zoning, housing zoning and things like that, they're getting a wake-up call now because the way they're going to, the way they're trying to tackle homelessness up in Seattle is by taking these homeless people. And now it's even more insidious than what I'm about to say, because they're taking, they're building things called tiny housing and they're putting homeless people in it and they're putting, and they're setting these up in suburbs. And that would be kind of okay and cool if the state could actually get around the eminent domain but they can't. So what they're doing now is they've they've effectively stripped single family zoning out of Seattle and Western Washington and now they have permission to build tiny housing on any property that was once deemed single family. Now they can put as many of these tiny houses as they want. And really they put this right next to houses that people have paid for for in a neighborhood that's known that may have been known for safety and security and prosperity and things like that. Now there's homeless people and drug addicts and things like that in these houses inspecting these communities and they're doing this because oh public housing when wasn't public housing like always been a thing? And they could have used public housing, right? Federal public housing to house these people, which is why Public housing used to be a thing to begin with, even though it was installed by the great racist named Franklin Delano Roosevelt. However, this is what's going on. This is what's going on in Seattle. So to say that the Democrats are trying to impose their will on you, the citizen, is a massive understatement. Because, again, with banning cars, banning appliances, Banning single-family residences. These are things that you you pay your good money. You work hard for these things. You work hard for that house. You worked hard for that car. You worked hard to have the appliances and the smart kitchens and all that stuff that you have. And you probably worked hard on your recipes that you cook on your gas stoves. Yet here's the Democrats saying, well, we don't care what you think. But because we think that climate change is somehow some some kind of big deal, it's really not. It's a fraud. And as a matter of fact, again, this whole global see, they can't. The narrative. Let me go off on this. Let me go off on this for a second. The narrative around global warming has never been stable. It's never been stable. Just look at what they've been saying, right? Greta Thunberg, how dare you? The earth is going to end in three years if we don't turn this around. Nobody's turned this around. It's like five years later and nothing, right? AOC, the world is going to end in 2000 and whatever she said, 22, because of our dependence on fossil fuels. And here it is, 2023, and everything's fine. And then here we are. I remember, um, what was that, Snowpocalypse? When they were saying, "Oh, global warming, the the Earth's temperature is heating it, and if it heats up one point, and it's on its way to heating up 1.5 degrees, which is going to wipe out life on all Earth." And then the snowpocalypse of 2019 hit Seattle, 
And then all of a sudden, well, you know, it's more like global cooling. And because we've been through such a warm cycle in the past, the, global, uh, the world is cooling now. And then like later that summer, or maybe it was the next summer, um, the highs were, the highs broke records. And they were like, oh, see, global warming, global warming. And it's like, okay, so anything you can't falsify is like literally bullshit. So now they're, now the new thing is since the since the whole global warming thing is is unstable to be at best it's unstable but now they go to global boiling which i don't know i guess the caesar's supposed to boil and you're supposed to go and grab crabs out of the crabs out of the boiling ocean season them up cook them up put some put a little bit of butter on them hook it up with some drawn butter and some seasonings and eat them um doesn't sound like a bad thing to me i love boiled i love boiled crab and you know, good shrimp boil and things like that. I'm Southern. Hey, it is what it is. I'll eat, I'll eat as many as I can. But global boiling, they're like, oh, well, people are going to die. And they're, uh, all the vegetation is going to burn up. Um, and people are going to drop dead from the heat. And dogs and cats are going to live together and all this other stuff, like like they said in Ghostbusters. But Again, this is their new thing. This is the way they're going to try to control your lives. And they're going to ask you for more tax money, and they're going to start banning more things. And the more you pay them, the more they're going to ban. And this is what this is how they do. This is how the left does. They, they invent things to try to scare you into giving, you, giving them all of your money so they can turn around and use it to ban, use it to ban things. But the most egregious example of them banning things happened during the pandemic and i linked to this i linked to this also where i said um they're using this they uh they're ramping up the effort to dictate your lives because the biden administration got smacked why did they get smacked the street journal has an article on it and it's probably it's behind the paywall so a lot of you won't be able to see it but the biden administration got smacked and it took a leftist judge in order to stay the injunction but they got smacked hard and the reason why they got smacked hard was because if you were following what the twitter files were saying the twitter files exposed something ghastly and again if we had a republic if we had republicans in there who had actual who had an actual ball sack that's bigger than amanda marcotte then they would have went in and done something about this and brought these people to the now they they did kind of bring some people to the table but not to the um but not to the scale that it should have been again there's a lot of feckless republicans out there and and they they need to, they all need to be voted out they all need to be gone like the one thing i kind of do agree with the left not is that there are those now the left says all republicans are crap I don't believe all Republicans are crap because I, I ascribe to, to – no, I'm, I'm a Republican. I'm a registered Republican. What can I say? However, there are those – there is that wing, the the Lisa Murkowski's, which, whose name I tried to remember last week and I couldn't, but Lisa Murkowski, freaking um, Mitch McConnell, freaking that guy Burr, um, all those people the Mitt Romneys of the world and the Larry Hogan's of the world. Those people need to just go somewhere that is not America. Like they, they need to go in with their little Democrat buddies, find a nice little communist utopia like North Korea or 
somewhere like that, and just live happily, right? Because they, this is what they like. Us freedom-loving Republicans, the constitutionalists, the people who are staunch advocates of freedom and prosperity, uh, we know we know better than to. What am I trying to say here? We know better than to 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 believe what's being peddled to us. Which is why when the Democrats do things like send their cronies from the government into social media to to um to control what we say, to control the narrative around certain things, we gotta kinda call BS on that, all right? We call bullshit on that. You can't go around stomping on the First Amendment, right? This is which is what this whole thing is about. This stomping and the ripping up the First Amendment this is what this whole show is about. You can't go around stopping on the First Amendment and not expect to get called out on it. Now, the FBI did a pretty damn good job of embedding themselves into social media like ticks and then using their using their status and their badges and who they were and the power of law enfor- armed law enforcement to tell Twitter and Facebook to um, to take down posts that they didn't like, which is what they were doing for months during the pandemic. And they're saying, oh, well, this one doesn't, we, this one doesn't follow the narrative. So y'all need to pull this one down. This one doesn't follow the narrative. Y'all need to pull this one down. This account does, we just don't like this person. So you need to pull this person down. And oh yeah, these people too, we don't like them. So you need to pull these people down. Why? Misinformation. What about is misinformation? Well, the things that the accounts that have been suspended, the things that they were saying is now bearing itself out to be true. So again, when you go ahead when you go around stomping on the first amendment and then come around to saying it's like democracy, like seriously, but this is what we expect from the left. And the people who say, well, it was Trump's, um, it was Trump's FBI that did. Well, let me address that real quick because really like some of the dumbest people ever said that to me. Um, that it was Trump, that the FBI was on the Trump when they started with when they started with that garbage. And again, Trump may have been the president. However, like I said in my last show, and this is going to be like kind of my final, not my final thought, but this is going to be one last thing I'm going to say. Like I said in my last show, just because Trump was the president, you see. For years and years and years, see, conservatives would get out of government and just go home because they don't want anything more to do with it. We're done. Our time is done. We just want to live our lives, watch freaking Hannity, and just be and just be done. Retire, right? We're, we're out of that sector. Liberals can't do that. Liberals will get out of elected office or they would retire from the government and go into things like the media. They'll go into things like social media. They'll, they'll go into things like they'll put in an application to work at places like the Department of State as an intern or, or some kind of assistant or some kind of this or some kind of that. They won't get out. They won't get completely out of government. What they'll do is they'll, they'll go work in federal buildings and, um, and embassies and things like that. And they'll try to, manipulate government processes this is what we mean by the deep state and when the and when the left comes out that the deep state just the conspiracy theory well 
we're not talking about some kind of super secret spy network that's sitting there trying to control government like a puppet. What we're saying when we say the deep state, the bureaucrats, the people who leave government and go to work in places like the post office and the, um, and the federal buildings and the, and, and the embassies, those people who work under, um, who work under different ambassadors, who work under the secretary of state and, and um, the, the assistant and the deputy, the, and their deputies and things like that. Those people, that's the deep state. The hundreds of people that work in the White House, the hundreds of people, the hundreds and thousands of people that work in the Pentagon, not just the military, but all of the civilian contractors and all of the civilians that work there too. All this, all of the government and the civilians that work, that work in the Supreme Court. All of these people comprise the deep state. It's not some kind of super secret Omega sector spy network. It's just the normal people who go and they derail the policies of people like Donald Trump just because they don't like them. That's what we mean by the deep state. And it's the deep state that's working to do things like end Supreme Court decisions on because they don't like it, upend presidential policies because they don't like them, upend free speech and all 10 amendments, all, all the 10 amendments of the Bill of Rights because they don't like the way they're being used. And that, my friends, is what this show is really about. Anyway, I'm out of time. Um, so what I'm going to do, we're going to end this here. Uh, I've got to clean up my, the, I've got to clean up the typos in my, on my um, show notes. So it's going to be there. Um, but tune in next week. I think next week I'm going to go and go back and revisit a past show because I feel the need to do a second part of why blacks need to divorce, get a divorce from the Democrat Party. I want to do that next week. I'm not sure what time um, I'll put that out on my Facebook because my schedule keeps changing. I hate this, but my schedule keeps changing until we find like something that works. So it's probably going to be a different day. It's going to be a different day every week. But follow my page and you'll you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. But I'll tell you. Um, also, if you haven't followed this show, follow this show because um, this show is you'll get all of the updates for when this when the show is being posted. So follow the show. Come back to my come back to my wall often and you'll see when these shows are being posted and I, I'll try to be better about posting the show updates to my Facebook and follow me on Facebook too, because that's it. Um, just look for Jesse Ramsey and I'm, I'm the one in the hat. So the Trump hat, so the black dude in the Trump hat, look for that and you'll find me, follow me and then you'll get all of the updates as well as the profound things that I happen to put out on Facebook. Um, but that's it. Again, black people, you need to divorce the Democrat Party, not just because of what I put out in the show and what I put out in this last show. Um, oh, look, mom's calling. I, uh, mom, I will call you back. Um, I, my mom has the worst timing sometimes, but I get it. She doesn't know that I'm recording because she just doesn't. She just doesn't know. So I'll let this phone ring itself out. She'll probably leave a message and I'll get back to her in about three and a half minutes when after I wrap this show up. But yes, please come back. I thank you for listening. I love you all. Oh, and if you please spread this, please spread me around. Um, if you like my content, I don't ask for donations. Well, not yet, but I don't ask for donations. 
Um, and I, I really can't because, again, I myself am running for office, and I just don't want to muddy those waters while I run for city council. So I'm not going to ask for any donations. But what I do ask is to um, is to spread the show around and to spread my page around, spread, spread ABC on BTR around so that people can hear what it is I have to say. And if you're in western Washington, um, if you're in King County particularly, and if you know anybody that lives in the city of Kent, let them know that I am running for office. I'm running for Kent City Council because, again, the, we there are just some people that need to go. There are some people that just the people of Kent are tired of and need to be taken out of that seat. And I'm going to go in and I'm going to light fires. I'm going to kick tires and light fires. And this is what Kent needs because Kent is a jewel. It just Kent's ready. It just needs to be unleashed. And I want to bring the policy. I want to bring policies that'll unleash Kent's potential. Kent could be greater than Seattle. Kent can be. Kent can drive this bus. Kent can. Kent can drive the Washington bus. But we just need the proper pieces in place. And with me not particularly at the helm because I know Bill Boyce is at the helm. And if I were there kind of guiding things with Bill Boyce at the helm, this place can be phenomenal. But again, I'll tackle that after the primaries are concerned because I'm off. I'm, I've gone through to the generals. So after the primaries, then we'll start tackling that, but that's it. Spread me around. I love you all. See you next week. Now go out and make the world a better place.